Hi there, this is Vision Eternity Ministries. If you've never been here before, my name is Lee Klein, and we are getting ready. Jesus is coming, and he's preparing us with his wisdom. He's telling us things to come. He's giving us revelation knowledge as to how to be ready. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you that you love us so much that you're waiting to come till we can be ready. You're waiting to come because we're not ready, and it is not your will that one should perish. And we know, Lord, that it saddens you that we're not listening. So I just am asking, Lord, that you would just give us ears to hear today, that you would just give us the grace of understanding exactly what you're saying to us, that you would convict us, that you would correct us, and that we could hear that correction. Because we know that you correct those, that you dearly and tenderly love. Correct us, Lord. Give you all the glory. Amen. Jesus is so looking out for us. He's telling us things to come. You can look at the Word of God, and he's telling us over and over again, he's coming, and we must be ready. We've been talking about the bride preparing herself. Revelation 19.7. Let us rejoice and shout for joy, exulting and triumphant. Let us celebrate and ascribe to him glory and honor, for the marriage of the Lamb at last has come, and his bride has prepared himself. If you prepared yourself, you are going to be excited. And then it says in verse 8, she has been permitted to dress in fine, radiant linen, dazzling and white, for the fine linen it is, signifies, represents the righteousness, the upright, just, and godly living deeds and conduct, and right standing with God of the saints of God's holy people. It is God's will that we all be ready, that we all prepare for that day. We have to be willing to be corrected so that we can see the truth, so that we can see if we're living in the kingdom of God, if we're living under his will, or if we're living in our, in our own way. We can't see without him. In fact, Jesus said we have to be born of the Spirit. We have to be reborn and able to see into the kingdom of heaven. And so if you've never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, if you've never been born of the Spirit, all you have to do at any time is ask. If you want to commit to him and live in his kingdom, if you want to marry him and live with him forever, all you have to do is say, Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. I want to be like you. I want you to live with me. I want to live with you forever. I want to marry you. I want to be engaged with you. That's all you have to do. Matthew 25, 31, Jesus is telling us things to come, what it's going to be like. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, his majesty and splendor, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates his sheep from the goats. And he will cause the sheep to stand at his right hand, but the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come you, blessed of my father, you favored of God, and appointed to eternal salvation. Inherit, receive as your own the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. 
For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you brought me together with yourselves and welcomed and entertained and lodged me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me with help and ministering care. I was in prison, and you came to see me. Then the just and the upright answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and gave you food or thirsty or gave you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome and entertained you or naked and clothed you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and came to visit you? And the king will reply to them, truly, I tell you, in so far as you did for one of the least in estimation of men, of least of these, my brethren, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left hand, Be gone from me, you cursed, into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me and entertain me. I was naked, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not visit me with help and ministering care. Then they also in their turn will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister you? And he say, he, he will reply to them, solemnly I declare to you, insofar as you failed to do for the least in estimation of men, of these you failed to do for me. Then they will go away into eternal punishment, but those who are just and upright and right standing with God into eternal life. So, you see, we do have a work to do. Jesus expects us to do his will. He expects us to love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Is to care about what he cares about. And to love your neighbor is to give to those in need. His kingdom is of love. And in order to move in his kingdom and to be of that love kingdom, we have to love here. We have to prepare for the groom. We have to be that bride that follows the lamb wherever he goes. We have to be engaged in what's important to him, and this is important to him, that we, get, we, we feed those who are hungry and those who are thirsty, that we do for them what is needed. You know, Jesus told me a, a while back, he's already separating us. He's already divided us because his return is soon. We don't know we're in a line, but he does. We, we, you know, when he tells us this, when he, when he tells us things to come, your imagination can go there. You can see the two lines. You can see him sitting on his throne. You can see which line you're in. If you sit before his feet, you can get corrected now and get in the right line. He dearly and tenderly loves those whom he corrects. And how can he correct you if you don't give him time to do that? If you don't sit at his feet every day and talk to him and ask him to correct you, I want him to correct me. And I get off once in a while, and he's right there to be faithful enough to tell me, you're off the path, you need to get back into this direction or you ignored somebody that needed you, and you need to take care of that. You want Jesus to correct you, because he's correcting you, because he loves you, 
He's correcting you because he loves you and he wants you to have eternal life. This is real stuff. This isn't just a story. Um, it's a parable, yeah, but the parable is to to witness to you, to to give you the the knowing of what's going to happen ahead of time. He often said the kingdom of heaven is likened to. That's how he started at the beginning of this chapter when he was talking about the um, the ten virgins, the foolish and the wise. The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and thoughtless without forethought, and five were sensible, intelligent, prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they didn't take any extra oil with them. But the wise, the wise took flax of oil with them and also with their lamps. While the bridegroom lingered and was slow in coming, they began nodding their heads and falling asleep. You know, you can forget what's right. You can forget um, what you're, you can forget what you're doing. If you don't sit, if I don't sit at Jesus' feet every, every morning, I forget. I forget what I'm supposed to be doing. I get distracted. They were distracted. But if you're wise, you're going to sit at Jesus' feet. You're going to let him tell you things to come. You're going to let him correct you and tell you what line that you're in. You're going to tell, you're going to let him tell you, um, that you're going to be able to wear that dress or you're not going to be able to wear that dress. I've had correction after correction, and I've shared a lot of them with you. And I want to be corrected, and you want to be corrected. I started to tell you that Jesus has already begun separating those who will do his will from those who will not. And we do have time to get in the right line. And I want to tell you how you can get in the right line is sit at his feet and ask him to correct you. When you ask him to correct you, you really actually begin to know him and you will begin to hear him. If you totally ignore him, then you've blocked him out and you won't be able to hear him and you won't know him. Then on that day when you stand in that line, you won't even, you won't even get up to Jesus and you'll already know. You'll already know what your sentence is. And you're going to wish that he didn't come. You're going to wish that you took the time to get ready. You're going to wish that you listened to your sister or you listened to your brother or that person that you thought was overboard and who was trying to tell you, not everybody goes to heaven. Hell is real. He said, he said, They will go away into eternal punishment. But those are the just and the upright and right standing with God into eternal life. It's not if you went to Sunday school or catechism or got confirmed, sat on the pew every Sunday. It's if you actually had him minister through you in your life. If you lived in relationship with him and did what he told you to do and said what he told you to say. It's not a religious thing. It doesn't matter what religion you are. He doesn't care what religion you are. He cares that you have a relationship with him and that you can hear him. If you can hear him, you can hear him correct you. If you can hear him correct you, you can get in the right line before it's too late. Peter says that Jesus 
is long-suffering as he waits for us. We've been talking about how sad he is that we're not getting ready. And if you're not getting in the right line, you're not getting ready. If you're not helping that person in need, if your life is all about you, you're not getting ready. Maybe you got out of relationships that Jesus wanted you to stay in so you could witness to that person, so you can minister to that person. You know, the kingdom of God is not like we live. God's values aren't the same as ours. It's not about us. It's about that other person. It's about your neighbor. You might be in a relationship not so you can get something from that person, but so that person can have salvation through you. God will use you to minister to that person in your life that you more than likely are trying to get away from if you don't know Jesus. If you know Jesus, when you sit at his feet, he's going to say, please stay. Please love them anyway. Please show them who I am. That's what our life is about. It's not about ourselves. And so when, when we refuse to do as well, when we refuse to love, we're going to be in the wrong line when he comes. And as I said, you're going to wish he didn't come. You might flee to the mountains. You might run because you already know what's going to happen. You can't look Jesus in the eye because you already know what he asked you to do. And you put him off and you put him off. You said no. Did you put him off or did you just say, no, I'm not doing that? I got more pride than that. Pride is a dangerous thing. Let him teach you. Get on your knees. He's coming, and it could be tomorrow. It could be today yet. And if you won't bow down to him, then really, as the word says, as Jesus said to the Pharisees, they were religious, and he said, your father is a devil. If you won't love, your father is a devil. If you won't get on your knees, if you won't put that pride aside, your father is the devil. You might think that that Jesus is your Lord. But what did he say in Matthew 7, 21 through 23? Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. You can be living deceived. You can call him Lord. And the next verse, verse 22, he tells us how many will argue with him, but Lord, what about when I did this and I did that and I did it for you, I did it in your name. And he's going to say, I didn't know you. Away from me, you who practice lawlessness. Think about what he's saying. If he doesn't know you, if you can't hear him, if he can't correct you, if you get offended as soon as you open the word of God, if you haven't opened the word of God, if you don't know what he's saying to you, he's going to say, I didn't know you. Away from me. What is he saying? Your father was the devil. I wasn't your father. You, yes, you were calling me Lord, but you were mistaken because you didn't follow me in my ways. Jesus is telling us things to come, and this is a serious, serious thing, and you've got to get ready. You've got to get in the right line. And also, he's just reminding me to tell you that he doesn't, he doesn't look forward to this. He is grieving. He is long-suffering as he waits. We don't know how long. You don't know what tomorrow brings. And even if he doesn't come, 
before. I mean, even even if even if he if you leave before he comes, you're still going to stand before him. You're still going to be in a line. You're still going to be judged. We're all going to be judged according to our works. So if you believe in Jesus, then you rely on him. And if you rely on him, then you're going to let him correct you. So many have the false idea of Jesus did it all. I don't have to do anything. I can just sit here and wait for him to come. Anything else is works. Matthew 7, 21 through 23, verse 22, is works. But Lord, I did this in your name. I did that in your name. But he's gonna, he said, I didn't know you. If you know him, then you're going to do his will. And that's the work that you're going to do. You're not going to just do what you thought was right or what you thought you should do. You're going to do what he said to do. My sheep know my voice and they follow me. That's what it's about. You don't say a prayer and then just do pick a pick a a church and and that you like what they say and and agree with them. You gotta pick Jesus. You gotta get to know Jesus. He gave his life so that his spirit, his spirit could live inside of you. The Holy Spirit would come and guide you and teach you, tell you things to come, remind you of what Jesus said. He's already knocking at the door of your heart, Revelation 3.20. And if you would heed his voice, he'll come and live on the inside of you. And he'll teach you his way and he'll prepare you. He'll show you which line you're in. If you want to know, Revelation 3.19, he dearly and tenderly loves those who he corrects. But it's up to you. You can resist him or you can let him correct you. When you say that prayer, you're saying, I love you. I want to be engaged to you. I want to marry you. I want to be a part of your life. And, and you know what he cares about? So many are perishing. Maybe you're a longtime Christian and think, oh, so many people on the street say that to me. I'm ready. I've been a Christian forever. Give your card to someone else. Go tell someone else. Being like the Pharisee. Being like the Pharisees, really. Jesus can't correct you. He couldn't correct them. Then your father is the devil. Submit to him. Submit to him today. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you and praise you. We submit to you. We commit to do your will. And of course, we can only do it with your help. We're asking you to come and live on the inside of us. And we submit to do your will. We submit to you. We commit to you. We want to be engaged with you. We want to live with you forever. Help us, Lord. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. Give you all the glory, Lord. Thank you. So if you said that prayer, you might already feel Jesus living on the inside of you, talking to you. He just moved on in. And when you keep submitting to him, you're going to know him more and more. He's going to show you. And he's going to help you to stay in that right line. Don't, don't get offended when he corrects you, but give him the glory. Thank him. He said, get excited to be corrected because he's correcting you because he loves you. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.